0: everybody I want to welcome you back to another episode of the spring legend podcast i'm your host hunter farrier coming at you from memphis tennessee um after making the uh there's a quick drive north of i-55 to uh, to meet up with uh, a pretty cool guest that i think y'all are going to uh, really get a lot of value out of um kind of regardless whether you're a, a sole turkey hunter or if you're just um kind of like most of our audience Uh pretty much an all-around outdoorsman or outdoorswoman. We got a, I think it's going to be a really cool, interesting, informative episode ahead of us. Um, but before we get into any introductions, I want to um, mention one quick update for uh, for those that haven't seen or haven't checked out our new uh, Summer summer line of t-shirts um, available on the website. They are four different designs, a lot of options available as far as color schemes go. So uh took a lot of work to kind of, configure that into uh, to uh, availability, but we got those and want y'all to be able to check them out. So um, we'll provide a link in the show notes for, for those uh, interested in that. And um, that's really all we're going to talk about that because we got a, a lot to get to today. Joined by Mr. Jeff Jones, a uh, fellow entrepreneurial-minded outdoorsman and um, really the, the gears behind uh, something that I feel like a lot of y'all have already seen. And that's something that I've been wondering about myself. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting a little info on this, and that would be the the shin gear and a, a new line of waiters hitting the market this year. So Jeff, I want to thank you for uh, for taking the time to to kind of update us on this, and and really looking forward to what you got.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I, I, I'm glad you had me, and uh, look forward to talking to your audience and talking about waiters, talking about shin gear in general, and kind of answering anything you got.
0: Suits, yeah. Well, I got a few few questions jotted down to uh to kind of get to, but just to dive into the um the entire process of of what we're looking at here. Something that I think uh, is very appealing to the eye, but it's going to be a little, I would say, difficult to describe the advancements I'm looking at here to uh to the audience using their ears. But um, but it is a really cool product, and just kind of just as a background to. I guess the utility functions and as well as the design and it's different than anything I've seen um, being a turkey hunter who also duck hunts and is I would say like only about 10% of our audience I would think about a good 90% are all around outdoorsmen and, uh, and do a good bit of waterfowl and so in an explanation to both somebody who is, is a mainly turkey hunter and, has, and is also in an explanation to the all around outdoorsmen just give us a rundown completely on on the waiters themselves the shin, the shin gear line the the, uh, the the purpose behind it just kind of the history of of where we got to today
1: okay well i mean it's you know it's kind of like everybody it's it's pretty simple it's uh, uh the concept behind it the idea behind it was you know it was a product that i felt like and and other people felt like it was needed you know we we needed a really good quality well built waiter I mean, that is, you talk to any waterfowler out there, and, and that's the thing that they want. They You, know, you struggle with uh, leaking waders, or improperly fit waders, or heavy waders, uncomfortable whatever you want it to be. There's a lot of issues with waders, and it's one of those things, it's almost like a shotgun every duck hunter needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, even guys that hunt 90% of the time in a field, they got those few days a year, they're going to go near water, so when you set out to create Shin and create a new product for the market, it was like, what can we focus on? What can we work on? What could we bring to the market that was new and, and built better than what is on the market now?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And I have me personally, I've kind of always been infatuated with uh, the waterfowl products and gear in general and waders specifically. Um, I like the history of them. I like how the, They've changed over time. They've kind of evolved from rubber to rubber and canvas to, you know, rubber and nylon to advancements in uh, to neoprene. then the rubber, you know, just different ways to waterproof them and all that. I mean, it's kind of a cool thing. And it's always, it's always changing. So if you looked at it and, and said, what can you do that's different than what other people are doing. What can you do that's that's not the same, uh, not necessarily to stand out, but to just make a better product. Uh instead of just saying this this product is in the marketplace and it sells for X amount of dollars and they make it out of this, let's make our own version of that. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, you know, let's look at it and how can we make it better? We just kept saying, why not? Just why not? Why why can't you do that? I've always been a, an acquisitive person I, I drive people crazy with wine I why, you why can't you do that so uh, that was the idea behind it and focusing you know in our area i'm a hard timber hunter uh, i'll go i'll 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 go with you and, and, and hunt a good field or hunt an area but i'm gonna be in the woods mm-hmm. that's that's my home i like being in the woods that's where i like to hunt uh it, it's hard to drag me into a field but i'll go I'll, I'll go okay once but uh i feel so like anyway, a lot so of one, yeah i i'm pretty sure most of your audience oh, is yeah. that way uh, you know i'm a pretty hardcore turkey hunter in springtime too and it's one of those things it's better in the hardwood bottoms
0: absolutely so but um and that uh that kind of probably uh suits just fine with the bottom land pattern we got on them oh yeah
1: you you, you can't beat bottom land. i mean it's a it's a great looking pattern it blends really well um it just is and, and honestly man i'm i'm not one of the few probably one of the few admitting it but i spend a lot of time in the spring of the year turkey hunting that i have to put waiters on mm-hmm. where my where my house is where i live i i back up to a bunch of flooded bottoms and that that river stays out in the spring all the time. And it's nothing like a turkey to roost oh, on a yeah. high ground where no one can get to him. And I will, I'll put a pair of waders on the slide in there in a heartbeat.
0: Absolutely. And I know I've done the same countless times um, between that. And I used to keep a pair of hip boots in my toolbox. And then most times that's just, that's not even worth fooling with. If you're going to need them, you're going to need a pair of waders. And, but as far as the, the material of them, because I've, you know, I've had everything. You kind of got into a little bit of the history on um, on the evolution of the fabric, kind of going into it. But um, the difference between these and say the what I would have had the past probably five or six years, kind of go into yeah the different types of waders.
1: You're lucky enough because we're sitting here with them, so we get to right. touch them and feel them and look at them. It's kind of hard for the audience to really understand that, but. What you see and what you feel, that face fabric that you're looking at, it's a, a a nylon Oxford cloth. So, going into it and looking at previous waders that were made, that are made out of polyester, it's kind of a, you see them, you see it in pictures and everything. It's a, the breathable wader is a lot thinner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It gets kind of a... I mean the print on it's really pretty. You could you can shine it up, but it gets kind of a little shiny sheen to it. You can see it, it's it's a completely different way. This material being nylon Oxford, it gets a little bit more almost. It almost is like a cotton shirt, mm-hmm. you know, like a turkey hunting shirt in springtime. It almost looks kind of has that cottony look to it. Uh, the way the digital print goes on to it, which is completely different than. How you would print a polyester material, too. Um, so it's kind of unique in that way. But the, the hand feel of the waiter, you can feel them when you touch it. You get this sensation of, man, those are a lot heavier duty uh, material wise. Like that fabric, it, it feels tougher.
0: Right. Oh, you know, yeah.
1: It, it has a, a, a distinctive feel to it.
0: Too. And I'll vouch for that. Just like you said, being here, being able to look at them, touch them, feel them, uh, just a, a- having the tangibility i don't know if that's a word but we're going to use it yeah um it it makes a lot of difference and i'll vouch for it that that when you put your hands on it you can kind of tell a big difference in in the between these and, and what i'm used to you know grabbing a hold of um but yeah what so these seams right here um would you say these are mended differently than than the Waiters, I'd be used to seeing. Yeah, they are. So,
1: like what you're seeing there, and and that's one of the benefits of using the nylon fabric. So, if you look to like nylon, so the let me try to back up the whole process of of all of it. Traditionally, over the past, like you said earlier, the past five or six years, ten years or so, those waiters have been made out of a polyester fabric, and you have this process of printing it that's called heat transfer paper. Mm-hmm. And basically, for just layman's terms and just visual references, you would you would have like your your oak bottom line pattern, and it would look like saran wrap. Mm-hmm. be rolled up on there. It would feed through this machine, and your underneath layer would be your fabric. It would go through it, and they'd both go through a roller, and it would be heated, and it's basically kind of melted on there. That's why, why it's called heat transfer paper. The heat transfers the pattern from the... Uh, saran wrap, tap paper onto the fabric, which is a good way of doing it. I mean, it prints and it looks really good and all that, but that heat and that roller and that mechanicization, whatever you say that word, can damage your fibers a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's that. not
1: good. Now, you don't want to do that. So what we found is if we use the nylon fabric, we could do a process called digital print. And mm-hmm. digital print is nothing different than uh, digital printing running on a piece of paper in your office. You know, you want to print vivid colors out, you get it on there and you just digitally print it right onto it. The problem with it, it's really slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredibly slow. You, there's only a certain amount of yards you can do a day that will digitally print. And it prints right onto the fabric without any kind of heat or any kind of damage to it whatsoever. And it gets the look to it like this. So nylon you can do that with. Uh, it works really well. So now you, the advantages are you have this fabric, this nylon fabric. It's not damaged by the printing process, and it's tougher, and it's more durable than the polyester. The next benefit that you get out of that for our world is when a, traditionally when you would make a pair of waders, it's like making a pair of pants or anything else. You'd run it through a sewing machine. You've got this needle coming down with thread in it, and it's punching a hole in the wader. <laughs> Every, you know, there's like 11 stitches to every inch, which is kind of counterintuitive to be in waterproof. Exactly. All right. Now our waders are still sewn. We have certain areas that are, they're still sewn on there around the pockets, anywhere where there's a zipper, we still sew. We sew our bell loops on. But the seams that are below the waist, that are below the zipper, uh, through the crotch, all the way down the leg, all the way down to the boot, the area that's in the water most of the time on anybody's wader We've gone in, and we do a different way of closing up the seams there. So instead of the traditional sewing machine where it's punching all those holes and you've got the needle in there, we mechanically bond it. Mm -hmm. So we take a process that uh, you can take two pieces of the fabric, they kind of bring them together. They're not overlapping. There's a way to do it where it's overlapping, but that leaves a hard edge and a rough seam too. We kind of invert them together, roll them on the inside, and seam seal them. Uh, through a, the mechanically bonding process, which is just really fancy for welding it. Mm-hmm. We weld those seams like that. And what it does at that time is it forms and functions as a complete waterproof seam. So when it goes to that machine, it's completely waterproof, sealed up, tight as can be. But then we also come back onto it on the back side, and we add some waterproof tape to it just to double reinforce the waterproof area and to help hold that seam bonded
0: together even mm-hmm. better so well that's also awesome. because i know especially yes it is below the waist which is more after being in the water but mm-hmm. it's also in the areas where you stretch the most you know in, in the right. joints and, and in right. areas that will get that you know kind of abrasions and stuff like that
1: and we roll our seam so you know traditionally you would have like your pair of blue jeans or anything else you've got this seam that's on the inside of your leg that runs from the angle ankle all the way up and then you've got the seam on the outside of your leg that runs all the way down well in waders if you if your seam that way where you have this full internal seam and a full external seam, that's what get caught, mm-hmm. gets caught on stuff. The inside seams they get to rubbing together when you're walking, uh, they get stretched across four wheelers or boats when you're getting in and out of them and stuff like that. Your outside seams get caught on stuff. So what we did, I mean, you still got to build them with seams, but we roll our seams toward the middle. So it, it comes across the front of the leg. So you don't have that impact area in between the knees or in between the thighs. You don't have two seams rubbing together. Mm-hmm. So we tried to angle all that away um, from worn areas and try Very to build it like that.
0: Well, it makes a lot of sense not to be poking needle holes into a pair of waders. Yeah, so, it does. Uh, it does. Pretty appealing. You
1: know, when you sit there and think about it, it does make sense to say, all right, the fabric's waterproof. So I'm going to poke these holes in it. then I'm going to try to fix those holes I poked in But, you know, traditional sewing in in ways, it's very strong and it works great. I mean, you still have to do it around, we still have to do it around our zippers and stuff like that because there's no other way to do it uh, currently. But doing it the other way, the seamless way on the leg just made all the sense. And I say that word currently because there's going to come a time with technology that you know, you have these advancements and things go on and, you know, we'll get away from that. That's, that's kind of what we like to do. We like to look at it and say, you know, coming into Shen and coming into being direct consumer and whatever, it allows us the benefit of saying to, uh, to ourselves and and into our factories and to our, all our different suppliers, well, why can't we do it that way? Mm. How, how can we do it like this? And, uh, it's been a lot of fun I mean it's a different idea and a different concept and it's, it's been a lot of fun to try to stay on that leading edge of technology I mean we're not rocket scientists I mean I'm not going around like Forrest Gump saying mm-hmm. I'm not a smart man but I mean <laughs> we're we're not we're not rocket scientists either we're, we're just trying to you know we're, we're all hardcore timber hunters and we hunt a lot and just trying to say man I want to make a product that works right like, how can we go about doing that and why can't we do it like this? Or
0: Oh, yeah. It. And 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 if y'all know me and, and have kept up, you know, this past spring and stuff, I'm a pretty simple man when it comes to any type of gear, minimalist at, at most. And the fact that this is, is a simple design, there's not a ton of bells and whistles, um, which I know can be harder than having the bells and whistles, just keeping it simple and, and making it as efficiently, you know, the utility-wise being efficient as possible. Well, oh, that's doing a great yeah, job.
1: That's me. That and that's the difference between a product person and marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, marketing they always look for well, what kind of what kind of tool can you put on it, or what kind of whistle can you put on it that gives us a selling point. Mm-hmm. And being a product person, I just want to make something that works. Right. You know, the, the waiter's job is to keep you dry. Anything other than that, I mean, you need some pockets to put your hands in, to put a little bit of gear in and everything like that, but you don't need it to have a whole lot of gimmicks that can be a problem on down the line. Let's just focus on the fact. But let's build a really comfortable, really well-fitting wader that keeps you dry. So right. it, when you look at it, I, I tell everybody, man, it's it, it's overly simple, but it's, it's well-built. I mean, it, it's going to do its job.
0: Exactly, and it's, you know... I'm a I'm a big fan of that and and nearly everything is you know and and we harp on it a good bit, um, especially in the, even in the book. Just kind of the the mantra behind a lot of of companies nowadays. It seems like to be what can we produce, what can we manufacture to make the the task at hand easier. Whereas these are simply better. It's better for what you already got, and this is advancements in the positive direction. These would be a little more. Beneficial, I think. I'm definitely gonna get me a pair. um I did want to talk about this. I'm sitting here looking at them at the boot part of them. Caught my eye as soon as I walked in. Yeah. So
1: what you see there, what we're looking at is uh, the boot. It, it all kinds of come. It kind of comes from the boot. So what you're talking about is this boot cover that goes over the boot itself. So when you're looking at the boot part. Uh, you've got rubber that covers the kind of the foot, and it kind of comes up the ankle. Then it transitions to neoprene all the way up to where it attaches to the waiter. Right. So, what you you want the, You want this neoprene at the top of the boot because one, it's very comfortable. Two, it's a lot lighter than an all rubber boot up there. There's some give to it. Uh, it makes it a little bit better to wear. But the bad part about neoprene is this is now an area that is underwater all the time so you don't have a clear sight of where you put your foot and everything that you do and it's an area that's always getting you know next to sticks or stubs or uh, any kind of just underwater structure exactly. that you don't always see so that takes a that's a an area that can cause a hole all right so what we did is you know, you, you have to have the boot and you've got to have the neoprene up there to solve that lightness problem and to solve that comfort problem. But, you know, you kind of expose yourself to having that neoprene there. So what we said was, why don't we just build a, a cover that goes across the top of the boot and will come down and will cover all of that neoprene and will build it out of the same fabric as the, the waiter itself. So you have this tough, durable nylon material and it covers the top of that boot, and it is going to protect the top of the boot. Uh, now, we didn't, you know, we, we're not saying that we invented this or, you know, we're the people that have made boot covers what mm-hmm. they are. I mean, boot covers have been out there. Oh, yeah. But the problem that you had before with boot covers is it would allow a lot of water to go up that cover, up into the, the layer and hold in that area. Oh, yeah. That waiter would fold over and that water would just get caught in there. So what we found is if we brought the sewing of the cover down right to the top of the boot, that minimalizes the amount, the way the water can travel up. So you can't, you're only getting, so when you step in water, water can only go up to this point here. So it's a very minimal amount of water that can go in it. And then we built onto the back of the boot cover a uh, mesh lining Mm -hmm. area. So it gives a place for all that water to come out instead of going into your boat or anything like that when you're walking around. right? So it was just uh, the, the way it is. And, and honestly, the way it is with all the weighter and everything we're doing here, this is really our, our only product. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have, we've got some hoodies and we have some tees and some other stuff. But as far as a technical product that we spend all of our time focusing on and concentrating on building, we only built one product. So we had plenty of time to sit there and say, why not? And how do we do this? And how do we do that? And I think that was, you know, one of the best things about the brand and what we did is we just focused on it. We said, all right, we're going to build one thing and we're going to try to build it better than anything that we've worn or seen in the past.
0: Right. And that's a a real high point that I I found pretty fascinating was how much time y'all spent on just one product, picking one product, making it really dang good. Um, cause I kind of live and die by the, if, if the quality comes quickly, it'll leave just the same. And, um, and, and taking your time, I think is really going to pay off for a lot of people that, that get a hold of these waiters. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, and it's easy. It's easy for us being a new company and being small and, you know, and having just a small staff. We don't, we don't have a whole lot of overhead and we can kind of keep it simple and we can put, you know, if we sell some waiters, we can put stuff back into, R&D and research Mm -hmm. and and building better because, you know, we already have ideas of how we can make the next one better and then the next one after that better. But that's our focus. We're going to make a waiter. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to be a waiter company, make waiters and and put the best thing out there for it. And also, we're going to stand behind them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have our warranty that we're putting out to the public and we're telling everybody is we'll stand behind them as long as you stand in them. So, Yes, it's expensive. It's a a $1,000 waiter. Uh, But I I told a gentleman this morning when I was talking to him, I said, yeah, you're going to get something. I said, you're going to spend $1,000. You're going to get a waiter. You're getting something back. But if you'd look at that more as an investment into the brand, Mm -hmm. I said, I'm talking to you on my cell phone right now. I said, you've got my cell phone number. I said, you can call me anytime. So, yes, you're getting a product for the money that you spend, but you're also getting a relationship with a brand and a commitment from a brand to stand behind you as long as you're a customer of them, and that's what we're trying to do, and that's what we want
0: to do which is big, and that's a, a testament to y'all and 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 what y'all know is ahead um to make that type of commitment and and one well worth it but if if you can think of anything else to throw in there before we begin to wrap things up, anything else that the listeners might find more value in i know they've already got a lot but but um but i'm looking forward to, to watching this joker grow yeah
1: we are too i mean we are we but we're going to do it in a way of you know this is who we are and what we're doing and you know I, I i'm a dad i've got three little girls at home and they're all little hunters too and uh you know i'm trying to make a commitment to building a better product building a better brand that will be there for our customers. You know, we want that relationship that you can reach out to us at any point in time, get in touch with somebody. You're going to talk to someone that's going to be able to help you, get you through anything that you need, and be there for you. Uh, Absolutely. I, I tell people, even if it's not our product, if it's any product, I mean, it's a big world out there. There's a lot of great brands in our, in our industry mm-hmm. or our market, however you want to look at it. Everybody makes good product, and they do different things. We just tried to do something a little bit different, something we felt was just a little bit better than what we were seeing out there. And, you know, if, if you have somebody else's product or something, you have questions about it or you need some help with it, man, I, I, I'll help you yeah. with it. Email in or call in or anything. I'll kind of help you out as best I can.
0: Absolutely, which which that's the kind of people they are, and that's the type of people – you know, I, I want kind of behind, being the brains behind stuff I wear and, and stuff I take into the woods with me, and I know a lot of other people do too. Um, and I think y'all definitely uh, accomplished the goal of building something better, you know, sitting here looking at it. And I know as soon as people do get their hands on them, they'll, uh, they'll think the same. Um, so, so just before we do wrap it up, just kind of mention how they might be able to go about getting them or getting their hands on them or, or what they should be looking out for.
1: So, on July 14th, we're going to launch the brand. Mm-hmm. So... You know, It's kind of out there now. We're doing a lot of social media posting, and there's some information on the website, and you can kind of see a few things. But on July 14th, I think it's sometime that morning around 10 o'clock, we're going to launch, and you'll be able to go on the website. You'll see every bit of the information about the waiter, all the size chart, everything that you need to know or have questions about, and you'll see contact information if you have more questions that you can reach out to us. But you can place your order then, Uh, that's when we're going to start accepting orders and uh, then we're going to get to processing them and getting them out as shortly as we can after that we uh, try to do it as fast as we can
0: heck yeah well Jeff I certainly appreciate you um, kind of enlightening us on this what I think is a really really good thing for the outdoors in general just uh, just all around good advancements and 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 progressive movement forward and the way it needs to go um, by people that that are that have their their head in the right head space and as far as as advancements go so um i appreciate it man i really do
1: i'm glad you came and help us get the word out about it
0: good deal well guys we uh we appreciate y'all listening in hope y'all found some value with it um regardless of of your i guess would say expertise in the outdoors i know a lot of y'all are all around outdoorsmen and as well as I and, and and a lot of other people are, are going to find a lot of value in the shin gear all together and, and what they have uh, kind of looking forward into the future as well. And, and I know I'm looking forward to it. So um, until next week's guys, we appreciate y'all listening and appreciate any reviews, likes, follows, shares, um, just helping getting the word out about the podcast. And, and more importantly right now, helping, you know, get the word out about shin gear and, um, and, and kind of their projects at hand and, and the mission behind what they got.
1: Thanks, sir.